Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is The Second Most Important Question in All of Life. You know, there's a fascinating story in Matthew 16, verses 13 to 17, where Jesus had an exchange with his disciples. It says this, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? (laughs) So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of a living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. I love that. You know, just Peter got it right for all the times he got it wrong. He got this one right. And you know it's so it's so powerful when we when we actually think about this. He had what Jesus said: "Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven." You got it right. And let's keep that that thought of revelation in our minds as we move forward in this podcast. But I, I'll say this: the most important question in all of life is who do we say Jesus is? If we don't get that one right, we have a problem. Jesus is the Son of God. He is God. He is is part of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If we say He's a prophet or just a teacher, that's the wrong answer. It takes revelation. We say thank you, Lord, for revelation. For everybody who's listening, greater revelation on the personhood of who Jesus is, of who we say He is. But I want to say this, the second most important question in all of life is who we say we are. You know, if we don't get that right, if we get that, we can have the the most important question right of who Jesus is, but if we don't know who we are, then we're going to have great difficulty. It'll be impossible to live victoriously, and it will really be impossible to make the kind of influence that we want to make. And so... Who do you say you are? Now, because we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. Let me say that again. We cannot consistently do what we don't believe we are. For instance, if we are trying to act righteous, but we believe we're a sinner, we will sin by faith. The the way the kingdom works is that we believe and see. I used to say, uh, Lord, I'll believe when I see. (laughs) He said, well, that's really, that's not how this thing works. And especially when it comes to our, our identity, we believe and then see. Now, you know, I mean, we've, if you've been a part of the church for any length of time, if you've known God for any length of time, then you've most likely have heard quite a bit of teaching on identity, teaching on who we are. And and so I want to just in this, the rest of this time, really help us to go deeper in knowing who we are 
and answering the second most important question in life. Who do we say we are? Who do I say I am? Who do you say you are? I remember when I began to understand that the battle is really between lies and truth. And I asked God to show me lies that I was believing. And, and he took a phrase out of Genesis 3.11 and began talking to me where it says, um, who, who told you that you were naked? God asked Adam that question. He took the phrase, who told you that? And began talking to me. So I would say things like, I do not have the gift of healing. I am a disorganized person. I don't remember names well. Or uh, I am just always tired. I'm tired. He, he would ask me, who told you that? And I realized that almost every, <laughs> every time, it was my past experience that told me that. And the Lord says, why do you call yourself by your past rather than who I call you? And I really didn't have a good answer. And I realized, I began to realize that I determined my identity more from my experience than my new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hebrews 10.14 says, For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. When I became born again in Christ, my identity was perfected in every way. He has perfected forever. Wow. Those who are being sanctified. The moment I become born again, I become perfect. I've been perfected forever. You know, really, one of the greatest uh, truths we can understand is that when God sees me on planet Earth, it's just like he saw Jesus. He sees the perfect, he sees the perfect me. Now, but sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we already are. Sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we already are. And the renewing of the mind in Romans 12, 2 is the key step in sanctification and being transformed into the full experience of our identity as a new creation, in our identity of, of perfection. So as, as we talk about this and we talk about who do we say we are, well, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I'm righteous. I'm a powerful influencer. I'm a magnet for the miraculous. You know, we could go on and on. And it really causes us to, to be uh, reminded again of the power of speaking our true identity. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. And so my faith in believing my true identity is strengthened every time I hear it. I hear it more and more and more. Romans 4, 17, and God who gives life to the dead by calling those things that do not exist as though they did. And it's the calling of those things that don't exist, of calling those things that are not as though they are is the key to seeing the transformation, is the key of seeing the sanctification of that which we already have and are. Now, Jacob, in Genesis 32, wrestled with an angel. It's a great story. And, 
you know, but Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. This is in Genesis 32 verses 22 to 32 is the complete story. So the angel said, what is your name? In other words, who do you think you are? And Jacob, he said, uh, he said, Jacob. And the angel said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, you know what I love, I love about this story is that we've got this situation here where Jacob is wrestling with an angel and he's tenacious and he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And, 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 you know, you think about what could the angel, what could the blessing be? Maybe a new camel, <laughs> a new chariot, uh, a new tent. But the blessing was a revelation of who he really was. Wow. You're, you're not who your past says you are. You're not Jacob, which means deceiver. You're actually prince with God, which, mean, which is Israel. And I believe this, that the greatest blessing that we can have, apart from knowing Christ, is the revelation of who God says we are. And it's interesting that as we go back to Matthew 16 and this story there of of Jesus asking his disciples, but who do you say that I am? That they received a blessing. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, you have this blessing. It's like there was another wrestling match, so to speak, in their conversation. And you've been blessed with that revelation as well. And it's going to change everything. And then you go to the identity thing that uh, Jacob had. Wow. Woo. This gets me excited because he got a revelation of who he was. You know, you go on. Another example is in Genesis 17. Abram, he, he had a promise decades earlier about that his descendants were going to be as numerous as the sand of the sea and numerous as uh, as the stars in heaven, but it hadn't happened yet in age 99, and he, he's, he has an encounter. And in this encounter with God, he gets a name change. God says, you're no longer going to be called Abram. You're going to be called Abraham. You're no longer going to be called Abram, which means exalted father, but Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And literally, he was to call himself by, the, by his promised destiny. He was to name himself by the promise. Wow. Wow. And you, you look at that. Once he called himself by the promise, everything changed. One year later, Isaac is born. <laughs> Isaac, you know, Isaac actually means laughter. You know, that's kind of funny. Um, and, but... It was in that he had waited 20 plus years of no promise. Ishmael didn't count. He tried to help God out. And it was when he changed his name to be in line with his, with his true identity. Even though father of a multitude hadn't happened yet. He says, people ask him, who are you? Well, my name is father of a multitude. Well, where's your multitude? It's coming. It's coming. And, and so I say to you, hey, Wow, let's get, the, let's get the clear biblical identity of who we are. We're the provided for one. We're the, 
We're the one who's, who can do all things. We're the one whose the past is turning to good. But then let's get the specific promises of what God has said. If God's called you to influence business, get the identity. Say, I am a powerful influencer of business. If God's called you to heal relationships, just say, I am a high-level, supernatural healer of relationships that's affecting the world. Uh, You start getting the prophetic word in your mouth as an identity, like Abraham, it's going to accelerate. Wow, it's going to accelerate the transformation and the sanctification. So I just bless you today. The second most important question in all of life is who we say we are. And I love it. You know, we here at Igniting Hope Ministries, again, why we love declarations is because declarations is a main part of the sanctification, renewing the mind process. He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this. And remember... We here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. Something's going to change. Somebody gets hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help make it so. Our hope level determines our influence level, and who has the most hope has the most influence. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. My strength, you know, pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. (laughs) Get too many personal struggles, family things, uh, bad news on television. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. (laughs) Now, I need strength right now in the middle of it, and so do you. Today's the day to activate the joy. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, if these podcasts bless you, why don't you tell somebody else? And remember, we're doing our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast starting February 26th, 2020. We're recording this in January of 2020. And, you know, if you've done it in the past, find somebody else to do it with this year if you can. If you've never done it, it's a radical thing. We've got three levels. Again, ignitinghope.com. You can find us for information. And also remember, April 23rd through 25th in Reading, we are doing Wendy and I a Thursday night through Saturday night, a Bounding Hope and Joy conference. It's going to be transformational. We'll probably have 150 to 300 people or so. It's, it's a smaller setting, great connection time, great atmosphere. Hey, consider coming. You know, and if, if you want to come and you can't seem to have the finances right now, I agree for a supernatural provision. We want to see a lot of you there. Hey, God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.